welcome into the kickoff in the Valley podcast where I am not Gunner Jackson, but that certainly remains Tyler Vasquez. We know the Bird Gang Travel Club has flapped its wings down to Mexico City for one of those uh, little little international feel for the NFL. Tyler, how are you? How's the travel? I know you got in hours ago. You're rested, relaxed. You're really you're you're, you're almost uh, you're going to move there at this point. You've been there so long. Got in hours ago. I got in about 30 minutes ago and went through mm-hmm. customs galore. Just customing and customing is what I was doing. You know what I mean? I was just yes. it was uh security check after security check and cuz I bring like five body bags of stuff for when we do these trips and it's funny they're letting everyone else just walk through without putting their stuff through the uh security check deal when you get into mexico and last time i came i didn't have this much stuff so they just let me walk through no problem i get here today and uh nope they saw those bags and we're like you're running them through the checking machine so we did that we hopped into the the car service and got our way over here but it's so funny to go like, I don't know, three miles, four miles. It takes like half an hour because of the <laughs> amount of traffic uh, in Mexico City and at all times of the day. So anyway, because of that, Gunner is not able to make this taping because we are taping a little later than normal, a few hours later. So uh, and he's got to get his dinner in early, his beauty rest, all that for his morning show. You know, what takes Cucumber priority o- o- over the, the pod? Eyelids, you know what I mean? Yeah, the whole thing. Exactly. And plus, I think he has that hot tub all hooked up now, so I'm sure he's just having a soak and a snooze in the tub. The bottom line is, though, as we know, uh, we have the Arizona Cardinals. This will be the Monday night. They'll cap off the week for Mexico City. Divisional game taking on the San Francisco 49ers. As you and I talked about uh, last time, this is the last gasp. This is the last possible chance for the Arizona Cardinals to convince themselves and the fan base that they can still salvage this season. Obviously, it being a divisional game means if you can get the win, you can put yourself right back into that picture. The NFC wild card, there's a lot of games probably to watch around the league. So I actually, Tyler, it, it, this is a good thing for, for Arizona fans. You'll know if you should just not even bother being invested in a win or a loss on Monday night because a lot of games could happen on Sunday that could even further damage or help the Cardinal stance. Yeah, I'm actually going to take a look at that right now. I mean, you got the Packers and the Titans, so we need the Titans to do us some favors. You've got Bears-Falcons. I mean, if the Bears could upset the Falcons, and I don't even know if that's an upset, but, I mean, the Falcons are 4-6, and six, the Bears are 4-7. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. um, anything the, Commanders, the Commanders game yeah. against Houston. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get lucky there or not. No, so I don't think so. Games. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple. Well, I mean, Rams-Saints, that doesn't really matter. I'm just kind of – bruising here uh vikings cowboys i mean that that could be a game of relevance oh boy. you want and I'm, I'm not even listen we all know voice of the bird got here I, i'm not here to to rain on anyone's parade but when you throw out vikings cowboys which is real and does matter but you think about the cowboys being six and three it's just like i can't even i have a hard time associating teams with those type of records as hey if we can get them back to the pack now the car uh, the cowboys to their discredit, lost to the Packers. So it does, mm-hmm. I think, shine them in a different light. So they're there. They're in that category that you need to see some losses. And we talked about it um, on some other content that I was creating earlier today that I don't think the Cowboys are going to win that game. Like Minnesota is an 8-1 team for a reason. They lose to Minnesota. They have the Giants the following week. If they lose two in a row, they're now 6-5. and five. 
Luke you know what I mean? Became a Giants fan. Well, mm, yeah, maybe a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? So it's not unrealistic to think that the Cowboys could fall back down to earth and give you some more hope for that last playoff spot or even the sixth playoff spot, but you would have to go on a, a mighty run. Um, you know, and it, it starts this week. Like you said, the Niners pro football focus has them 11th in offense and fifth in defense. So pretty balanced as a team overall, where the Cardinals, they're pretty balanced too. They're 28th in offense and 26th in defense. So Nobody told them you can you can have disparity between those two things. You don't need to be so close together. <laughs> yeah. oh. you, you wish you were a little bit higher in the pack like the Niners, but you're not. So uh, but I mean, when you look at what they did against the Rams this past Sunday, one would think Colt McCoy's probably going to start. I know today at practice, Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy during the open media portion were both practicing. So who knows with, with the hammy, I mean, the way cliff cliff is so weird when we had Bruce Arians, there's another, let's put down check number five of why we love Bruce Arians of a head coach, but he, um, he was very candid, very, he he would occasionally lie to the media and he would say, Oh, I lied to you guys. And he'd laugh about it. And it was a good time. Cliff (laughs) like is such a BSer when it comes to injuries and everything else. Like, he just he's so vague about it and it's just like cliff tell us what's going on i, I mean it's the other day when he said oh I, I have no update on zach Ertz," and then 30 minutes after the presser zach Ertz is done for the season well that but Did, now let's be fair here let's be fair to cliff kingsbury we don't know that he actually gets a lot of information from the organization true. we're not really sure where his status uh, lies yeah, right that's now a good point but you know to your the, the funny thing about it too is Kyler Murray it was reporting you know feels good but unsure about playing on monday now typically that would be, oh, okay, being a little cagey, your starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to maybe play a little bit of trickery there with your division foe. But knowing how Colt McCoy played, <laughs> it's almost, I wonder internally if they're like, no, 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 Kyler, Kyler, let's just be safe, not sorry here. Rested another week. Well, and Cliff said it in this press conference the other day, we want to make sure Hi- Kyler's 100%. When you say something like that, that makes me think, okay, well, then you're sitting him <laughs> because, right, you know. I feel 95% coach. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah like I think they're sitting him. They're going to go with the hot hand. Um, <laughs> Colt McCoy, he got the ball out quick. He's going to have to do it again. The Snyder's defense is really good. Um, so, you know, they're going to have to move. One positive for the offense is even though you lost Zach Ertz and, and now you're kind of questionable at quarterback, uh, where you're not questionable is wide receiver. Hollywood Brown was brought back from IR, designated to come back from IR and was at practice today. From the videos I saw, he looked great uh, running. I mean, it didn't look like he was hampered at all. So I would bet, just based on when the media talked to him yesterday, which would have been Wednesday, uh, we were taping this on Thursday, uh, when, when he met with the media, he had said that, it was God's plan. I had said four weeks and here we are four weeks. So that leads me to believe like Hollywood saying he's playing Monday. So if he's back, it's going to be your first look of having both Deandre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown on the field with Rondell yep. Moore as well. I mean, the, between the three, I mean, last game, both of them had eight plus targets, Hollywood or uh, Deandre Hopkins and, and Rondell Moore, you add in Hollywood Brown into the mix he can't cover everybody, so. And especially when you're talking about, I mean, listen, it, maybe it actually benefits me playing on Monday night, right? The extra day that can mm-hmm. only help his case for getting back on the field. And then to your point, we we know, right? AJ Green has been getting a lot of reps for this team. Greg Dortch cannot get reps for this team anymore. But so to be able to replace AJ Green, 
and knowing that you lost Ertz as well here, you're obviously excited not for the loss of Ertz, but for Trey McBride, who was a high draft pick for this team to get out there as well. But you put Marquise Brown back out there potentially. And to your point, I, you know, listen, without leave this season and the results off the table, that's one of the more dynamic three-headed receiving cores in the NFL. You know, we haven't had a chance to see it at all this season, but Colt, Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray, it's at least going to create problems. And the one area that we talked about last episode as well, John Connor and his lack of real production this season and the injuries, obviously. But hey, when you have dynamic playmakers at wide receiver and you can stretch the field, if you can give enough time there, keep that box a little bit clearer and maybe let Connor start to go too. So, I mean, there's... Some nice dynamics at play here. Obviously, it's a tall task when you're taking on the 49ers, who are far better than what their record, I think, currently states. Yeah, uh, it'll be things to watch on the weekend or for this game Monday. You're now going to have Trey McBride filling in for Zach Ertz. Now you're going to have Keontae Ingram filling in for Eno Benjamin as your second running back. So between, like you mentioned, James Conner has not been what we have hoped this year compared to what he was last year. Well, now, I I mean, we're going to see what this two-headed – and it might not be two headed. I mean, James Conner got be one headed 20, 21 carries. I think it was last week. So I mean, yeah, it'll be, this whole offense is going to be very interesting to watch, especially when you're, you're not, you're not bringing back something from hard knocks. And uh, I'll get into hard knocks a, a little bit here is one of the focal points in last night's episode that debuted uh, episode two was the the offensive line and talking about how were they going to stop Aaron Donald and uh, really seeing Beecham step up as a leader. That was really cool mm. to see because, you know, he's he's been around for a little bit and uh, one of the underrated signings for the Cardinals that they've had. And um, when you talk about, I mean, he is the leader on that offensive line right now with everybody else out. So uh, getting to see that, getting to see uh, Lacidius, uh, Lacidius, the offensive lineman that was filling in or – I want to call him Lectus, but I, be- I believe the way they were saying on Hard Knocks was Lasidius. Yeah. Um, but him as a rookie, he wasn't expecting to play. He openly admitted he was not expecting to see the field this year. And to see Kyler Murray kind of trying to coach him up, that was something from Hard Knocks that was very interesting in the episode. And, and uh, Adam, you'll need to watch this at some point. But uh, the different in leadership styles between Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray, I mean, I sure. think I saw a lot of that on Twitter. I saw... Uh, people commenting how Colt McCoy, he was more coddling, more uh, motivating, more happy-go-lucky with the leadership skills, where Kyler Murray was kind of brash, a lot of swear words, a lot of, uh, he was just kind of tough love. So it's kind of like... Yeah, go you got to remember too, right? And, and and by the way, I think that experience then also helps you understand how to do it. Now, there's other examples like Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that his leadership style is anything that anyone's you know putting up there as the template. But I would say too, right? In this particular season, what do you have? You have Colt McCoy, the backup veteran quarterback, who's going to get a chance to a spot start. Everything that he gets to be about gets to be about camaraderie, motivation, right? The team, the team, the team. Whereas Kyler Murray stuck under the microscope. He knows, you know, that any any athlete at this stage in social media, they're out there, they're reading, they're listening, they're watching. So, you know, I'd be curious to find out in his quiet moments if Kyler Murray is maybe coming in with a little bit of that FU energy because he knows that, you know, his reputation is on the line here. Thankfully, he mm-hmm. already got the big contract, but, it, you know, it matters. When you play at this high level, you want to be respected. You want to be regarded as one of the best in the game. And right now, he is quickly tumbling down that list. 
I'm uh my day gig is, you know, or not my day gig, but my one of my side gigs. And before my current day gig, I, I was an event producer. Mm-hmm. And I think there's two types of event producers that I've met over my years of working and putting on events, right? Events are big pressure. You want everything to go right because you have a ton of people coming. All kinds of things can go wrong. That's why they call them special events, right? There's two owner or there's two management styles I've seen. And and when I look at Kyler Murray and I look at Colt McCoy. And, and again, people answer to different styles. So I'm not saying that Kyler's isn't going to work, but I will tell you like in my world, when I've done events, the person that isn't calm, cool and collective and is, <laughs> you know, yelling at everybody, they're not getting the same results as the person that understands, Hey, ish is going to happen and yeah. you got to roll with the flow and, and make it work. And, and to your point, I think Kyler Murray's under a bunch of pressure right now. And not pressure, like you said, contract-wise. I mean, he's gotten paid, but when you're catching as many bullets as he is in the media and everywhere else right now, it's going to get to you. I mean, you know he's checking social media. He has it where you can't even tag him on certain things, on like Instagram and different places. Like, you can tell he gets bothered. And remember, he wiped his whole social media clean uh, last season or season before. Like, Kyler Murray. Uh, What what a tragic look that is. Yeah, I like, think he, he lets this stuff get to him. And so I think that's why you're seeing that kind of leadership from him. I don't think that's necessarily how he's always been his whole life, maybe. I don't know for a fact. But it, it, but you saw and you saw this back with Hopkins on the sideline a couple yeah. of weeks ago, right? And again, there's a player that you've missed and you've wanted to have there to help the team be better, but he's getting into it with him as well. And again, I'll go back to it. Cole McCoy, who at least has been around the block, right? He understands what it is to be an NFL quarterback. But, you know... I, I wonder inside, you know, we've, we talked about this a lot. I wonder inside that building. Okay. Cliff Kingsbury is under a lot of pressure. We all get that. He's underneath the microscope. Maybe he won't be back. Maybe he will be fired. Okay. But how do the players feel about the coaching staff as opposed to Kyler Murray? Cause that, that's, that's a big factor here. There's a, when you think about teams around the league, nobody in green Bay is saying anything about Aaron Rodgers. We used him mm-hmm. before as the example, but Tom Brady, well, guess what? He can get in and yell at everyone's face. Cause it's understood. This dude has the resume. So either you're going to get you know right, wrong, indifferent, you're going to get on board or you're going to get the F out of the way because he he is moving this thing forward. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to depend on him. There's other guys that are cool and calm and collective. There are the, I think, you know, Drew Brees kind of had a balance of fieriness. You have a guy like Peyton Manning over the years, a, a, a tactician that is going to demand things, but also kind of has this gradual, steady progression to the way he looks at things. I, I really, truly wonder, once you have one game like that from Colt McCoy and people have been practicing with him, I, I genuinely wonder how players on this team feel about Kyler Murray this season. I, I've, you know, I have contacts that are close to situations and I have heard there is, and I think you could see it in the last game. You could see some sure. of the joy from certain That's players. the elevation of it, right? Yeah. Right. Like you could see, Players felt differently with Colt than what they did with Kyler. And I, and I have heard that there is people in the locker room. And it came out this week. I was on Twitter. There was a report that there's people that don't like Kyler Murray in the locker room. So it's it's no secret. But, I mean, again, on a team of 53 individuals or whatever they've expanded the roster to, not every person is going to like everybody. I mean, you're no. going to have people you, you get along with and people you don't. So it's not super alarming. But, I mean, my thing is, as the leader of the team, you want to be respected at the very least. Sure. Like it's different not to like me, right? Like 
Adam, you yeah. may not like me at all, but as long as you respect what I bring to to our efforts together, right? That's all that's going to matter for us to get to where we want to be. And ultimately, I think that could be, again, I put it a little bit on injuries because we've had a magnitude of injuries. But I also put it on like, hmm, how much are they not respecting the leader? And thus, it's hard to get a lot out of guys either. And the leader being maybe Kyler, being maybe Cliff, maybe a combo of both. I mean, <laughs> right. Maybe everybody who knows who knows who's supposed to be the leader. One of the, the big problems, as you know. 